You're in for a treat this morning, and I'd like to introduce myself. My name is John Gates, and uh, my beloved is in the back over there, Annalisa, and we have four children. Hi, Annalisa. And we have Cameron, our oldest, is married, and our second, Taylor, and our third is Liana, and our youngest is Wesley. And this morning, uh, it's my privilege to invite you into our our living room here. I'm going to invite Greg and Chris and James to come on up, and we're going to have a little uh, picture uh, into their lives and get to know these guys a bit. So if you're a, if you're a man, all the men, if you're a man here this morning, can you raise your hand, please? Let's see how many men are in the house. Okay, we're, we're trying to connect with you this morning. So I hope, uh, I hope you... Um, I'd like to ask each one here to introduce themselves, and hopefully we have a photo you can put up on the, the slide screen there, and you can, so let's start with uh, Greg, and then we'll go to Chris, and then James, and uh, there should be a couple, you can use that one, Greg, and you guys can each use one of the handhelds, good, and it's just a, a joy to have a representative from the diplomatic community, a representative from the marketplace downtown, too, actually, with the Chris and James, and um, just uh, hope, hoping this morning we can get a little picture into how their walk has impacted their uh, roles in the marketplace and in their families. Uh, do we have sound? Good. Go ahead, Greg. All right. Good morning. Uh, I'm Greg Gertis. Um, as you can see in the picture, uh, there's my wife, Janet. She's actually helping with the kids downstairs, and then my three children, Nathaniel, Shannon and Jonathan. Um, we, uh, as, as um, you were saying, uh, I'm with the diplomatic community and I work at the U.S. Embassy. Um, so uh, we just came from Taiwan and arrived here this summer and we'll be here for a three-year tour. I'm excited to be here at CCC. Um, we, when we arrived, somebody had told us about this church and on the first Sunday we came and we've been here ever since. Chris, introduce yourselves to us, please. I'm jealous of that picture. Uh, we've been here for a long time. We don't have a, a cool picture at some Chinese place like that. So we're quite embarrassed. Um, but this is my beautiful family. Uh, Tammy, my wife, uh, who's here today with Jordan, my oldest, uh, who's 14, almost 15. Uh, Emmy, who is 12. Logan, who's 9. And then Gracie uh, in the red, who is uh, 7, about to turn 8. Uh, we came to Beijing in 2005 and have had the privilege to be here for all but... Uh, one of those uh, nine years uh, where the family was back in the U.S. for one of those years as I started my company. Um, we have been part of CCC from pretty much 2000, early 2006, so we've been a part of the community for quite some time and have seen tremendous change and turnover, and there's probably only a couple people here that were here when we first uh, started meeting over at Yosemite uh, back many years ago. So it's been a real privilege to uh, be a part of this community and be a part of uh, uh, what's going on here in China. Uh, I work in the marketplace. Uh, as uh, John had said, I uh, run an executive recruitment company. It's focused on, focused on China executives. Um, we have offices both here in China and also in the U.S. Um, so that's what I do here in the marketplace. James. Okay. Now we have a photo contest here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my name is James Chen. Uh, my wife, Joanne, uh, she's within... Uh, Stevenson's family and some uh, local Christian in Egypt. 
And my son Chris, um, 13 years old, right now in Luoyang. My daughter Stephanie, um, 17 years old, and is taking gap year in Estonia. So today I'm home alone. Uh, our family wow. uh, moved back from California in 2004. Um, I grew up in a communist family. My my parents um, they joined the Communist Party very young. Uh, all my education is about um, anything else but Christian, and um, so CCC means a lot for me because uh, my spiritual growth happened here. This is my first church, only church, and um, I become a believer in 2007. Oh, uh, I'm working for Qualcomm, a company um, based in San Diego. Uh, China is their biggest market. I'm responsible for uh, marketing, investment, and the internet service. All right, now, uh, are you guys enjoying this? Can I get a little feedback? All right, good. Our next question. Can you share one thing as you've been abiding and you've been walking in your faith in the marketplace? What is one situation that you, a challenge that you faced, and how's God used uh, His life in you to impact uh, how you handle that situation? And Greg, I'll let you go first. Chris, why don't we start with you? We'll come. No, are you joking? Sorry. Right. Yeah. Okay. We're going by age. He's okay. The <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me speak generally in that in the workplace, um, we often really, uh, as guys, you know, we're trying to protect and provide for our families, um, but we face a, um, a carrot stick mentality a lot of the times. Um, we're, we're reaching out for that carrot all the time. We want to we get the next promotion. We want to get the next award. We want to please our bosses. We want to earn the respect of our colleagues. And, and we're constantly doing that. But when that carrot gets removed, you know, what happens then? You know, what happens when you don't like your boss and, and you really don't care about the people you're working with and you've already maxed out your promotion level? Well, then the stick comes along and says, hey, I don't, I don't want to make a mistake here and I don't want to be the bad guy and I don't, um, don't want to get fired or, or demoted. So... Uh, you're living then in a, in a situation of fear. And, and as we've, we've um, Rick has talked about before, living in that fear is uh, just, it's not a good place to live um, or anger or anything. So I think one of the big changes that I've had, and, and I'm going to, again, generally speaking, instead of a specific amount, is reminding myself that who I'm working for. And if we go back to even in the beginning when God created man, the first thing he did was put him to work. And so we have a responsibility in our job place to work. Um, but we also have that, his other thing was relationship with him. So if we focus on that relationship and the fact that, yeah, we're called to work, it makes a big change in the morning when you're heading to work. And no, it hasn't been a good day. It hasn't been a few good days. Or the work uh, or what's happening in your family isn't really firing the way it should be. Um, if, we, if we abide in Christ... You know, and we trust, hey, you are my shield and my refuge. You're going to get me through this day. Uh, it, that makes a big difference for me. Chris. My brother John, who's been in China since 1982, uh, sat down with Tammy and I at a restaurant in Columbus, Ohio, uh, in early 2005 when we had made the commitment to come to China. 
And he said, Chris, just one warning to you guys. Uh, anyone that comes to China, um, any addictions they have, any problems with any relationships, uh, any uh, interpersonal, emotional problems, anything you could possibly imagine, you come to China, it's all coming out. <laughs> and it's going to come out a lot worse than you ever could think. And so we got this kind of prophetic word from a guy that would never call himself a prophet. Um, but it was a word that clearly came true. And we've experienced uh, both together as a, uh, as a husband and wife and as a family uh, incredible humiliation and brokenness over the last uh, nine years. Uh, the, the brokenness and the humiliations come in all aspects. Uh, work, uh, being a dad, being a husband, uh, being uh, a co-worker, being a boss, uh, being in spiritual relationship with other men. Every one of those areas the Lord has... Um, begun to teach me personally what abiding really is and that the abiding can only come through the humiliation and brokenness that will then lead to the, the real abiding. So not the intellectual abiding, but the actual abiding from the Spirit. And the Lord has been very gentle with me. But as I've engaged in the marketplace and in my work, uh, the humiliation and the uh, brokenness has been in every, every aspect. And James and, and Greg will experience any of the guys out in the audience that work in China. Any difficulties there is in running a business and, and leading people anywhere else in the world, you come to China and again, it just goes through the roof on how difficult it is. Um, and it really teaches you you have no control uh, except how you respond to the fact you don't have any control over anything. And so it's been an amazing journey for us and we're really uh, grateful that the Lord has taken us through these last nine years, in particular in work how he's shown me that he's absolutely in control of it all, that if I'm willing to submit myself to him through every step of the day, that he's going to bring about the right relationships, the right deals, the right uh, timing for whatever blessing or lack of blessing that uh, comes along. James? Yeah, it's uh, so true that uh, China has its own way to amplify our things. But uh, the good thing come out in my case is uh, I find myself it's so difficult to understand Christian entity and uh, to know Jesus, but in China. And uh, I was taught that I w- I'm a sinful man, I need help. So uh, um, there is a special way um, to, to point at us uh, to Jesus. Now, after I become Christian, I have a lot of choice, uh, a lot of choice to make. And uh, so this is uh, about the binding. Uh, even last uh, Monday, I have a choice to have a dinner with my CEO or dinner with Jesus Christ. The dinner with Jesus Christ meaning have a BSF study every Monday evening. Bible study fellowship. Bible, yeah, Bible study, which uh, Mark and uh, Angie are leading. Um, you know, if you put our, if I put my security on CEO or my job. Certainly, the dinner with uh, CEO is the right choice, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But if I put a, the security on Jesus, of course, uh, the choice is very different. Now, at one moment, I like to do both. <laughs> I'm thinking about maybe I can show up in the CEO dinner for about uh, one hour, yeah. then say, uh, sorry, I have something else. I need, I need to go early. Later, I realized that will not work because the uh, Bible clearly says we cannot serve my, uh, two masters, right? 
I think I'm glad I didn't do that because、uh, I most likely I was stuck in that dinner forever, right? Then start drinking, start、uh, hanging on that until eleven.、Um, so I made that choice.、Um, it's、uh, not an easy one, but four years ago the choice even much simpler. But at that time also I feel it's very challenging. The choice is:、uh, should I play golf Sunday morning or should I come to church, right? So how you know to make that kind of uh, uh, a choice? I think we definitely need a faith. We definitely need to say to see how God leads us. So for the last few years, when I made those kind of choice, I see God is so merciful. You know, I'm being I'm being blessed, and、uh, He rewarded me. Uh, my job's still there, and many times they even wanted to promote me. I said, "No,、uh, I, I had enough. You know,、uh, don't promote me."、Um, so, job's still there, and the family, great. So, gave God time and space to work with us and to show.、Um, binding mean what? Binding maybe in the beginning mean sacrifice, but in the few years. We know God promised the return is one hundred times. You know,、uh, in the Bible it says, "As iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another."、Um, how has being involved in a small group?、Uh, how has that added to your walk, to your faith, to your love relationship with Jesus?、Uh, could you just、uh, respond to that, Greg?、Um, I went to my first men's event. Or, uh, and got involved with men's group about ten years ago, and I think the, the biggest thing for me at that point is I realized I wasn't the only crazy person out there. <laughs>、um, and in fact, that all of us, you know, each one of the guys out here, I'm sure, are facing the same, very similar、uh, issues. Again, protecting and providing for your family, and dealing with、uh, just the challenges that you face of balancing work life,、um, really difficult.、Uh, So when I arrived here,、um, I had been part of men's groups in the U.S. and in, in Taiwan.、Um, so when I arrived here, I met with,、um, started running with a guy named、uh, Neil、uh, Langmead, who you might know, who helps with the youth right now. And、uh, he's like, "We got to start a men's group." And I was like, "I'm with you on that." So we've been running a men's group、um, called Men Makers out of Victor's Restaurant right there.、Um, we meet Thursday evenings.、Um, What we focus on, and I know every men's group is a little different. We focus on what was the what was preached this Sunday, and how can we apply it in what we're doing, and how what challenges we're currently facing at home, what challenges we're first facing in the workplace, and 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 helping each other kind of through that.、Um, and it's and it makes a big deal、uh, for me, and maybe I'm sure for you guys,、um, to know that I got other guys praying for me because I'm not going to make it alone. And so when I know I've got that team out there, and there's other guys praying for me, and we pray for the the men here at this、uh, at this congregation,、um, and that makes a big difference、um, uh, for me getting through each day. Chris, how about you? Small groups, getting together with guys. Yeah, my my experience was、um, the guys that first started investing in me taught me to some core principles that I try to live by. One was that. As as men,、uh, there's something in in First、uh, Peter two、uh, nine, and then also in Second、uh, Corinthians five twenty, talks about the priesthood of all believers. So, whether you're a full time vocational guy working with a specific ministry, or you're a guy in the marketplace, all of us are called to be both ambassadors and priests wherever we are, and that、Amen. our platform is our work.
Um, and that's what God has given to us as our stewardship. So I was taught that very early on, so I've always looked at work as my platform, my opportunity, and it's not any more holy or less holy. Um, uh, it's really how I go into it and how I approach it. And so I was taught that very early on, and that's been foundational for all the groups of guys that uh, I've interconnected with. Here in Beijing, the big issue has been most of the men that I know here in Beijing uh, are typically very lonely um, guys uh, with regards to the pressure. They can't open up. They can't talk about stuff at work. Uh, if you're a foreign guy working here, you're dealing with all the cultural issues plus just the pure intensity of the workload. If you're a local guy uh, that grew up and spent most of your life here, you also don't have a construct of how to do things differently in work versus what the culture has taught you how to do work. And so the, the groups I've been involved with here in Beijing and how they've impacted me is seeing guys from both groups and how they come together uh, and they sharpen each other with these different views on, on what the Lord has called us to in the particular area of responsibility he's given us. And that not one's greater than the other. It's really how we engage intentionally um, by God's spirit in each one of those environments. And that's been uh, extremely powerful in my life. If I didn't have guys in my life speaking into my life, holding me accountable, or me the opportunity to invest in other men, uh, I would grow very stale and very jaded very quickly. And this place will absolutely do that to you. Uh, without the love and fellowship of our brothers, and of course our brides, uh, if you're married, uh, are absolutely critical. Without them, uh, we're in big trouble. Uh, so we're, I, I would say to all the women that are here with the men, I know most of you are here, maybe not of your own desire. Um, and to the support that you give to your husbands, uh, kids to your fathers, uh, it means more to us than you could ever imagine. So. James? Yeah, um, fellowship. Um has been um, playing a very important role uh, in my spiritual growth. As I just pointed out, I grow from a non-believer um, to today, today very different uh, James. So um, many years ago, um, we, we had a, a men's uh, group to study um, authentic manhood. So we went through that. And also after that, I took uh, authentic manhood to my workplace. I organized a men's group in Qualcomm. In the beginning, actually, I was scared because uh, first I scared uh, the policy. The second, I thought that nobody would join me. So I desperately tried to find the second Christian. But I ended up uh, actually quite a few men uh, participated. Uh, now I'm organizing a men's Bible study uh, at my house. And some local Christian also joined uh, that uh, Bible study. Um, I felt uh, also our uh, family small group um, played a so big a role in my spiritual growth. And um, by observing the other men, um, those men being with God for many years, and look at their life, look at how they handle the daily things, I really learned a lot. But even that um, family group, um, it's so helpful. I remember one day, Joanne and I um, drove to uh, a friend's house to participate at the Saturday uh, study. And in the car, we start the fight. And Joanne start crying. So we arrived, and we still cannot stop the fight. And the crying become bigger. And um, definitely, um, then we, I, I just start asking Joanne question. What do we should do next? Should we go back home? Um, at that time, I think the uh, Holy Spirit prompted me, uh, Joanne wanted to go back home because uh, lady don't want to look, you know, very bad because she's crying so bad. 
But I actually, at that time, Holy Spirit asked me to continue, I'll go to the small group. So once we go into the small group, everything turned around. You know, of course, people know we just had a fight, so I just <laughs> cried. Then a lot of people, um, you know, talk about this uh, together with us. Immediately, we got help. And uh, immediately, the help, the fight just disappeared, just like nothing happened. So this is just one example of uh, how we can get help from friends. When we have a group constantly meet, uh, um, you know, at least uh, once a week or once uh, two weeks. So, uh, Chris, we have a list here, a handout today of the uh, men's ministries. Could you just walk us through those, highlight each one yeah, of the like, small groups? And, John, if I could, I just, there was one thing I did uh, yeah. reflect upon this week is that it seems like uh, over the last nine years, and even watching you know, James's evolution has been amazing, even though we, we don't have a close relationship, I've been able to watch him within the congregation, how he's grown spiritually. It's really an amazing uh, story in his life to watch his life. You know, from 2007 to today, it's, it's really an encouragement um, just from watching afar. So even him and I not having a close relationship, it was still an encouragement just knowing how he's grown as a, as a follower of Christ. Um, but typically I've seen there's like three responses that guys coming in, particularly guys that uh, come in from outside the country here. Um, one response is, hey, I was called here. I know why I'm here. And they, they come here with a real strong purpose. The second group of guys is typically guys that maybe have a pretty strong faith, but they have no clue why they're here. And so they're laying here in a kind of spiritual vertigo, uh, not knowing what to do. And then the third group would be guys that maybe are spiritually just kind of uh, babes, and they somehow get connected when they're here, or maybe they never really got connected before where they're their home country, they come here, and they get catch on fire. And then these guys leave two or three years later with an, a purpose. So these are kind of the three responses I've, I've seen amongst the men in particular, uh, expat guys coming in and out. So we had uh, a bunch of different groups. We have James's group that meets Saturday night, um, uh, the men's group that uh, he was uh, talking about. Um, uh, it's Mandarin-speaking. Uh, we also have, uh, on Sunday mornings with Chin Yu and a couple of the other guys, uh, lead uh, Experiencing God right now, correct, is what you guys are doing? Yeah, so Chin Yu, if you could raise your hand so everyone can see you. Um, we also have Taco Tuesdays, Nathaniel. Um, back here, he's the point on that. Uh, so if you're interested in Taco Tuesdays, that, that started about six or seven years ago just by accident one summer and has been going on uh, ever since then so you get Didn't the best that food. come out of the u.s embassy as well that it actually the, came about from uh, two guys that we just were just meeting in the summer saying hey let's just get together on tuesday nights when our wives are gone and then we had a guy that could cook tacos so we sent him over there and then all of a sudden it took on yeah. this whole new life so it's amazing to see how it's developed if you like guacamole Best That's a great in. place to be on Tuesday night. And the guy that used to lead it, he had nine kinds of hot sauce that you could put in your, <laughs> in your uh, taco from all over the world. Uh, then Men Makers on Thursday nights, uh, Steve and uh, Neil uh, facilitate that. Uh, I facilitate a, a facilitate a group downtown uh, Friday mornings in the CBD at Fortune Plaza, 7.30 to 9, and also at lunch, 12 to 1.30. So... Um, eliminates all the excuses that we can make about, oh, I can't get up that early. Well, great, come to lunch. Oh, I got a lunch meeting, then come early. So uh, we kind of try to address each excuse that us guys come up with. So if you're uh, wanting to get some information about this, we're passing some out, and there's a whole stack back there on the table. Just as you go out on your left, you can grab one of these. And, you know, no man walks alone. You have a a chance to dive in uh, while you're here in Beijing and make the most of these days. 
So uh, I encourage you, 我鼓励你参加, uh, you will be blessed, you know, you will be blessed, um, especially if you like tacos on Tuesday night. <laughs> okay, the last question we have is, um, well, I, I decided that uh, I like Greg's question so much, so I thought I'd read all of them. There's some really cool short ones here, but it's like, it's talking about the men's retreat, April 26 and 27. The men are going to get together up near the Great Wall. This isn't my thing. Why should I go to a men's retreat? What are we going to do? Dude, I don't want to hold hands and sing Kumbaya. <laughs> what can I expect to get out of it? Uh, where in the Bible does it say men have to go away together? I'd rather go golfing. Why should I waste a weekend? What's the format? Uh, and then this is for the ladies. Why should I encourage my husband to go? And I'd like Greg to answer that one. Can I bring a friend or my son? Okay, you guys, so take any one of those, and this is the last round. And uh, let's start with James, and we'll go back the other way. Um, I joined uh, the first uh, men's retreat. Um, actually, in my memory, first of all, um, very good, um, beautiful place, and near the Greater Wall. And, uh, and also, we had uh, some uh, heated discussion. And this discussion, actually, even today, I keep thinking about it. And, uh, but I think uh, today, uh, the, the, this one, we will still have opportunity to talk about uh, what is the motivation to drive us after we become a believer, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we notice some of uh, our brothers, and uh, they feel that uh, either no motivation or nothing else they can do because they feel they are already saved. So we are going to talk about that. Uh, well, it will be a wonderful event. Chris? Yeah, these have been going on for about six or seven years. Uh, about three or 400 guys um, from around the city have been through them. So they're, they're absolutely amazing just from a, just from a pure relational standpoint. Um, really, the primary focus has always been on, for men, you know, we, we all derive our significance, our security, and our satisfaction from something. And part of the retreat is to dig into where are you getting that that's not in Christ. And being open, honest, transparent, and safe. Uh, this is a place where everything that's said there is confidential. It's a time where you can really uh, uh, let your hair down uh, and, and really ask the tough questions. No one's going to, I mean, it's a, it's a very open and participatory meeting. There's no uh, expert that's teaching the whole time. There is, it's a group bunch of different small groups rotating through five or six different guys facilitating discussions. Um, in a beautiful place up at the Great Wall, um, it's, we call it the Shangri-La of, uh, of Beijing. Uh, it actually views every part of the house has a view of the Great Wall, so you'll absolutely be blessed just by the physical presence um, and the chance to get away from the craziness of uh, the work that we all do here is is so critical for us. And then most of all, to build relationships amongst each other. So my experience has been I I couldn't survive in Beijing without these uh, over the last seven or eight years. That most of my great relationships in Beijing have come about as a result of being involved in these retreats. Um, so I just encourage you to take a chance and, and participate in it this time and, and see what it's all about. And, and you're all familiar with the Chinese proverb, mm-hmm. so if you haven't been to the Great Wall, you're not a good Chinese. Um, and Ironstone is an amazing house. Uh, it's a, a beautiful place. It's one of a kind and uh, a great opportunity for you to, to get to know some other men. So I just want to throw out a dare 
To all of you men, I dare you to go. I challenge you to attend. And we really want to make you feel welcome. So uh, check out those dates and, and get it in there. And, and Greg, what about our wives? What, 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 what can our wives do to help us here? And any of those questions that you wrote, can you, what about holding hands and singing Kumbaya? What's that about? <laughs> I mean, I came up with that list based on how I felt 10 years ago. So uh, I know many of you guys feel the same way. Um, hey, what happens at men's retreat stays at men's retreat, so you can do whatever you want. But <laughs> the impact will impact your families, and it will impact everything else. So don't think of it, uh, ladies, as, hey, this is just a group of guys' opportunity to go golfing or whatever and get away. Um, it actually, a lot can happen. What's going to happen? Uh, the Lord will lead us. So we, we count on the Lord taking it from there. If you, don't, if you feel you didn't get anything out of it, I think Chris will take you out for dinner because, <laughs> you know, to make up for it. But if, um, ladies, I, I would really encourage you to send your men away for this weekend. If there's time that, you know, I know they go on business trips. I know that um, their time is short with you sometimes out here in Beijing, and you got to be like this all the time. Um, but the impact, uh, what I've seen from other men's lives, is, is, is great. And if it means that they're connecting more here, um, you're really going to feel that impact. You know, I don't want us just to be promoting the, the retreat and the small groups. So if there's an issue on your heart this morning, then I want to encourage you as a, a brother to get together with Chris, to get together with Greg, and to get together with James. Pick one of them and any one of the elders and ask them if uh, they, you know, go out and have, uh, just connect at Starbucks and build, uh, you know, get to know each other. I want to encourage you to do that. These brothers, I commend to you. They're families. And uh, I just want to encourage you to do that. So uh, let's, uh, let's thank our panels. They head back and appreciate you guys. Thanks.